read out of 2 Samuel chapter 6. And I'm going to start in verse 1. I've never preached from this, but I can remember. And I didn't really, I wasn't really sure where the Lord was going when He brought me here for this service today, but I want to preach just what the Lord gave me. And I think this is for somebody today. That if you'll hear what the Spirit is saying, some of the things that you've been battling in your mind, in your spirit, can be stamped out today. You can move forward today in the name of Jesus. 2 Samuel 6, verse 1. Again, David gathered together all the chosen men of Israel, 30,000. David arose, went with all the people that were with him from Baal of Judah, to bring up from thence the ark of God. It's talking about the ark of the covenant. Whose name is called by the name of the Lord of hosts that dwelleth between the cherubims. And they set the ark of God upon a new cart. And brought it out of the house of Abinadab that was in Gibeah. And Uzzah and Ahio. We got any Uzzahs or Ahios in here today? It's a pretty common name. The sons of Abinadab drave the new cart. If anybody's wondering, I'm going to start saying drave instead of drove. I drave my car to Chick-fil-A <laughs> 16 times a week. And they brought it out of the house of Abinadab, which was at Gibeah, accompanying the ark of God. And Ahio went before the ark. And David and all the house of Israel played before the Lord on all manner of instruments made of fir wood, even on harps, on psalteries, and on timbrels, on cornets, on cymbals. And when they came to Nacon's threshing floor, Uzzah put forth his hand to the ark of God and took hold of it, for the oxen shook it. And the anger of the Lord was kindled against Uzzah, and God smote him there for his error and there he died by the ark of God. I'm going to preach for just a few minutes today. Remember Uzzah. Remember Uzzah. Let's pray for the word of the Lord today. I thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. For all that you've done already in this place. And I feel your presence so strong in this house. Surely we are in the presence of the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. God, I only know that you have given me this word today. And I pray that you would anoint my words, anoint my lips, Lord, just to be your messenger. And I pray that these words would transform lives and hearts and minds today. Help us today. Lord, get a hold of our hearts Lord, and if it hurts to hear it, I know that we'll be made better after. Help us today, Lord. We give you the honor and glory and praise for these things in the name of Jesus. Everybody, clap your hands to the Lord. Somebody said, Amen. Let it be so, Lord.
Amen. You can be seated. Thank you for standing for that, that lengthy reading. So just, just a little bit of what's going on here. The Philistines, probably enemy number one for Israel in this time. They, they had had the, the Ark of the Covenant in their possession. And now they have uh, defeated the Philistines here and they have the Ark of the Covenant. David wants to bring it back into Jerusalem. And he wants to celebrate and make it a big thing. And, and that's what they're doing. And this, this event that we read about makes almost no sense uh, without context. You read that and you're like, wow, that's, that's pretty harsh. This guy reached out and touched the ark, kept it from falling, and he died. And it's a strange passage without any context. And so it is important to understand that there were specific instructions given from God about how to handle the ark. There are several passages throughout Exodus and Numbers and Deuteronomy. In Numbers 4, it said that the sons of Kohath, which were part of one of the four main divisions of the Levites, said that they were to carry the ark. And it says in that passage that no one is to touch the ark, lest they die. And in Deuteronomy, again, we see that the tribe of Levi is to carry the ark. And, and I, I want to look uh, more specifically in, in Exodus 25. Verse 10, it says, And they shall make an ark of shittim wood, two cubits, and a half shall the length thereof, shall be the length thereof, and a cubit and a half the breadth thereof and a cubit and a half the height thereof. And thou shalt overlay it with pure gold, within and without shalt thou overlay it, and shalt make upon it a crown of gold round about. Thou shalt cast four rings. I want you to hear this. Thou shalt cast four rings of gold for it. Put them in the four corners thereof, and the two rings shall be the one side of it, and two rings in the other side of it. Are we getting the picture of, of what's the, the specifications that he's given, it's, and I don't say this disrespectfully, but it's, it's a box. is <laughs> And he's given them the, the, the specifics on how to build it. He wants them to overlay it with gold. And in the four corners, there to be, there's to be a ring in each corner. And thou shalt make staves of shittim wood and overlay them with gold. And thou shalt put the staves into the rings by the sides of the ark, that they may be born with them. In other words, these sticks, you're going to stick through the rings on each side so that you can pick up the ark and carry it. We have that, that picture there. The staves of the rings, of the, or the, the staves shall be in the rings of the ark. They shall not be taken from it. So he gives them these specifications. 
Tells them, this is how I want you to carry the ark. You're not going to put it on a cart. You're not going to put something under it and drag it. You're not going to transport it on the, the back of an animal. He said, I want you to put these staves in the rings. And they shall not be taken from it. This is how you're going to carry my glory. This is how you're going to carry this thing. And the Lord gives very specific instructions about how to carry the ark of His covenant. It mattered how they carried the glory. And in 2 Samuel chapter 6, it mattered how they carried this thing. It had always mattered. It had not changed. He said the stays will be in the rings and they shall not be taken from it. This is who I want to carry it. This is how I want you to carry it. And it's important to know and understand for context in chapter 6 here. That it had always mattered how they carried this thing. And it had never changed. God had never said, here's an update and you can just carry it however you want. And yet we see in our opening text that they set the ark of God, it says, upon a new cart. Maybe the hills surrounding Jerusalem This will be a lot easier if we can put this on something with wheels. And the the oxen can take it. They're a lot stronger. We won't have to carry it over this terrain. We want this to be a celebration. So we, you know, this is a big deal. So let's let's make it easier. We'll make this new new way. We'll carry it in on on this, this new cart, this new way. Let me tell you, church, that some things change, but some things don't. And culture changes, and I know that we say that sometimes our methods change, but but our message doesn't. And I understand that you you have to kind of roll with the times to a certain degree, to a certain extent. And I understand what we say when we say, okay, well, we we change our methods up a little bit so that we can get the message out. The the first century church wasn't using social media to get the message out. They weren't using the method of podcasts to get the message out. And so some things change, but some things don't. There are some things in the Word of God. It still matters how we do it. It still matters if we do it or if we don't do it. It still matters how we carry this thing, church. And I'm not preaching this to be hard on us today. I'm not, I'm not preaching this to, to beat us up today. But I, I want us to hear that, 
Some things change, but some things don't. And I'm alarmed when I look in this world today and and even in the, the Christian world today to see some things that have changed. And it grieves my heart, not because I think that, oh, I've got it all together and I have all the answers, but I I know enough to understand, church, that some things just don't change. Some things in the Word of God just don't change. Some things that God has said don't change. And let me tell you that this message, it doesn't change. We can't dumb down this message. We can't make it more convenient. We can't make a new cart. We have got to carry this thing. And it matters how I carry my walk with God. It it matters how I carry this message, church. It matters how I carry this truth. They had the program. For bringing the ark in. Oh, we got it planned out. We got the celebration planned out. They had music. All kinds of music. They had praise and worship with the music. But they weren't carrying the ark the right way. Uzzah should have never been in the position To have to catch the ark. The glory. The ark. The presence of God. He said said in one place, you're going to put my testimony in this thing. Should have never been in a place where it was falling to the ground. It should have never been on a new cart. It should have never been in a new mode of transportation. They should have had it hoisted up on their shoulders. The staves should have stayed in the ring like he said. And they should have been carrying this thing. But out of convenience, I don't know. Out of laziness, I don't know. Were they tired that day? I don't know. But it didn't matter what the circumstance was in their mind. To come all this way, and now we're going to change the way we carry this thing. Well, then things start to get rocky. Then things start to shake and and start to fall down. And Uzzah should have never been in a position where he had to reach out and catch the ark. Because it was already said, you're going to carry it on your shoulders. And you're not going to touch it. He should have never put himself in a position to have to reach out and catch the ark. Church, it matters. I feel like I'm speaking to somebody today. I'm trying to make sense and I'm, I'm, I'm trying not to. I don't want to seem like I'm coming across harsh or hard today. But I want to tell somebody because I'm, I have an urgency in my spirit for somebody today whose walk with God is rocking back and forth. And you're wondering why does it seem so uneasy? Why does it seem like everything's so rocky? And I'm preaching to you not out of condemnation but out of love today. To remind you that you've got to carry this thing the way you started. 
If God told you this is the truth now, then it's the truth still today. If God said this is how you do it then, this is how you do it still today. And we can't expect it to be okay when the disciples and the apostles and our elders and our grandparents and our pastors carried this truth and they carried this holiness unto the Lord and they carried this message and they were persecuted for it and they bled for it and they suffered for it and they were tortured for it and they died for it and we just want to throw it on the cart of convenience for the sake of ease. It won't work, church. It won't work. We have got to carry this thing the way that God said carry it. It matters how you walk with God is carried. It matters how you carry this message. It matters how you carry this truth. And I want to tell somebody today in a world that waters everything down to make everything more inclusive, that the details matter. The details matter in your walk with God. And holiness unto the Lord is still right. The truth still matters. The details still matter, church. The details still matter. Those little things... Those little convictions that you had when you first came to God. Oh, they still matter. Those things that God put in your heart to walk away from when you first came to Him. That still matters. It still matters. Those things that He called you away from. That still matters. It still matters. It says, after these verses, after the, the account of Uzzah dying here, it says David was displeased because the Lord had made a breach upon Uzzah. And he called the name of the place Perez Uzzah to this day. And David was afraid of the Lord that day and said, How shall the ark of the Lord come to me? So David would not remove the ark of the Lord unto him into the city of David, but David carried it aside into the house of Obed-Edom, the Gittite. And the, and the ark of the Lord continued in the house of Obed-Edom, the Gittite, three months. And the Lord blessed Obed-Edom and all of his household. Now this is, this is something that's debated among scholars, but it's largely believed with biblical scholars that Obed-Edom, because it calls him the Gittite, was not even an Israelite, but would actually be a Philistine. And David said, this is where the ark's going to stay right now. And it says that the house of Obed-Edom was blessed. That he was blessed. I want to tell you that where the, where the glory of the Lord is, and where it rests, you're going to feel those blessings. You're going to feel the goodness of God. You're going to feel those things. But that was not where the ark was meant to reside. 
And the ark stayed there until the Israelites sanctified themselves and did it right. And we see this in, in 1 Chronicles 15. It, uh, David's talking to them and, and uh, he, he said, you're going to bring up the ark of the Lord God of Israel unto the place that I prepared it. For because ye did it not at the first, the Lord our God made a breach upon us for that we sought Him not after the due order. He's saying we're not going to have a repeat of, of Saul. We're not going to have a repeat of Uzzah and do this thing the wrong way. He said we're going to sanctify ourselves and we're going to bring this thing home. We're going to sanctify ourselves and do this the way God called us to do it in the beginning. And even though the glory of the Lord and the blessings of the Lord could be felt where it resided, they weren't bringing it home. They weren't getting it to where they were supposed to be until they sanctified themselves and did it right. And I want to tell you that being in close proximity to the glory... Being in a place where you know, well, there's blessings of God here. But it's not how it's supposed to be. I still know that I'm supposed to bring this thing. I'm supposed to carry this thing. It's not just supposed to sit here just so the presence of the Lord can be felt. It's not supposed to just sit here. I'm supposed to carry this thing with me. And there are people that have settled and said, I'm good with being in the presence, being around the place of blessings, being in close proximity. But we're supposed to carry this thing. We're supposed to carry this thing. God's not about to, to strike anyone down in here today. But he is trying to get someone's attention. He is trying to get somebody's attention. And I can, I can feel it within me today. The Spirit of God reaching for somebody. And saying return. Return to the, do the first works. Return and do the first works. Pick, pick this thing back up and carry it. Do this thing the way I called you to in the beginning. I know it can be easy for convenience sake to put it on a new cart. But it's still the details still matter. This truth that grabbed a hold of you and snatched you out of darkness into His marvelous light. The details that gripped your heart and got your face in an altar where you cried out to God and said, Lord, save me, deliver me, wash me, cleanse me, change me. The details that snatched you out of darkness and into His marvelous light are the details that still matter today. And you've got to take the ark off of that new cart and pick that thing back up and say, I'm carrying this truth because it matters how I carry it. I'm carrying this message because it matters how I carry it. I'm carrying this walk with God. I'm carrying holiness unto the Lord because it still matters how I carry this thing.
It was not enough. It was not enough that they had the ark in their possession. Woo! Victory over the Philistines. Ha ha! We got our ark back. It wasn't enough that they had it in their possession. It wasn't enough to be in close proximity. They didn't carry it. For whatever reason, they didn't carry it. And Uzzah should have known. He should have known we're supposed to carry this. He should have never been in that position. Church, we've, we've got to stop looking for loopholes. And I, I, I'm not talking to us. I, I want to be careful today because I'm not, I'm not talking to a church that I think is backslid. But the Spirit of the Lord is reaching for individuals today. And saying, stop walking the line. Stop walking the fence. Stop looking for loopholes. It's not enough to be in close proximity when I called you into this thing. I placed that burden on you. I placed that calling on your life. I delivered you from addiction and darkness and sin and transgression. I pulled you out of darkness into my marvelous light. It was those details that got to your heart. You had heard just the same old, same old, just any old place, but when you heard the truth, when you heard the truth, it gripped your heart. When you heard the truth and had an encounter with me, it gripped your heart and pulled you out of darkness. And that is where I meant you to stay in my marvelous light. It still matters. You can stand with me today and musicians can come. In 2 Samuel... Well, but back in our opening text in chapter 6, that, that last verse that I read in our opening text. I was, I was reading this verse and just, just started to weep. I was just sitting in my office by myself and just started to weep when I read this verse. It's talking about Uzzah. It says, there he died by the ark of the Lord. He was next to it. He was close to it. He was in close proximity to it. I don't know if he, could, if he was able to feel the glory of God radiating off of it. I don't know. But he died beside it. Because he didn't carry it the right way. And there are people that would listen to this message today and call me a legalist. Say all I care about is a bunch of rules. That that's, what not, that's not what Jesus is about. And that's, that's a whole different message to preach but we're not legalists for believing that when God said if you love me keep my commandments 
He said, I'm giving you these things not for chains. I'm giving you, I'm giving you guardrails. I'm giving you life. He loadeth us daily with benefits. The things that I do in my walk with God, I don't do it because I'm wrapped up in chains. I don't do it because I, I live a prison lifestyle. I do it, first of all, because I love Him. But I do it because that obedience. People don't even like that. Oh, you want to be obedient. They don't like the word submission. They don't. You have to come to terms with He's God and I'm not. He is God and I'm His creation. But here's the thing He's a good God. He's a good God, He's a gracious God. He's kind and merciful and compassionate and His mercies are new every morning. And He loves us with an everlasting love. But He's given us this Word for a reason. He's given us this truth for a reason. This world is twisted and sin sick. But He said, this is life. My words are life. And it breaks my heart to see someone like Uzzah dying next to it. Dying close to it. Sitting in the pew. Dying. Raising your hands in the music. Dying. coming to church, dying and withering because I'm around it. I can feel the presence. I can see the blessings. But I'm not carrying it anymore. I've left the first works. I can come and when the music plays, I can lift my hands and cry and worship. But I don't spend time with God anymore. I set Him on a cart of convenience. I don't talk to Him anymore. Things that convicted my heart before, I've let creep back into my life. I've let holiness unto the Lord slip through my fingers. But God's calling somebody today. He's saying, I'm here. My words are life. They're truth. Just grab the staves that are in the rings. Pick this thing back up. You see, God's not going to strike anybody down in this place. But we live under this new covenant. And God's saying, you can pick up where you left off. Go back where you set it down and pick it back up. Go back where you set it down and pick it back up. Because I'm not going to strike you down. I'm not going to condemn you. It's like the woman that they wanted to stone. He said, neither do I condemn you. He said, go that way and sin no more. In other words, pick up where you left off and keep walking. I'm not going to condemn you. 
And God's telling somebody today, neither do I condemn you. You might be condemning yourself, but God's saying, I love you. And I'm standing on the edge of heaven wishing that you would call out. Wishing that you'd say, Lord, help me to stand back up again. He's not dangling you over the fire. He's just saying, I wish my child would call on me. I wish they would say, Lord, forgive me. I wish they'd give me the opportunity to restore them. Pick up where you left off. Pick up the glory. Pick up the ark. Pick up that covenant and keep walking. Because you remember where you left it. Pick it up again. One more verse of scripture that I just felt the Lord lead me to today is in Galatians 3 and 3. He said, He said, Are you so foolish? Now that sounds harsh. He said, Are you so foolish? Thinking that having begun in the Spirit, you're now made perfect by the flesh. Them sitting that ark on that cart was flesh. It'll be easier on my flesh. It'd be more convenient. But it was the Spirit of God that told them in the beginning, you're going to carry this thing. You can't begin in the Spirit and finish in the flesh. Church, I know that the road can get hard. I know we fall flat on our face sometimes. I know that we mess up, that we fall short. I know that life happens and we can, we can kind of check out sometimes. and We feel like I've, I, I took, you know, two steps forward and 12 steps back. And we're going to fall and make mistakes. And we're going to feel like I don't have nothing together sometimes. But you still got to carry this thing. And God will help you. And we help each other. You know, they weren't carrying the ark alone. Somebody had, had it at each corner. I can't add any more to this today. I, I just feel the Lord drawing somebody. And I want to tell you one more time before I open these altars. God's not condemning you, but He is calling you today. He's saying just pick up where you left off. The purpose in your life is still alive. The call I placed on you is still alive. The reason I brought you here is still the reason I brought you here. The reason I called you is still the reason I called you. And even though life and circumstance and everything else is piled on top of it, I can take all that away today and help you see again. Just go back where you laid it down and pick it back up. It matters how we carry this thing, church. I'm opening these altars now and I, I'm, I'm inviting you. I, I'm not commanding anyone. I'm not forcing anyone, but I'm inviting you right now, if you would, to find a place in these altars for a few minutes.